Hello, Matthew here from the Conspirituality Podcast team. The following is a sample of the bonus episode we produce every week for our Patreon subscribers. You can support our work and have full access to bonus episodes and other premium content by subscribing for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash conspirituality. Thanks for listening and your support, which keeps us ad-free and editorially independent. When I saw that Dante Wright was pulled over for having an air freshener dangling from his rearview mirror, it brought up some pretty powerful memories. Ones I've discussed on the podcast before, but that's what I'm going to focus on for this bonus episode. And I understand that race relations don't seem to fit into the dynamic of the wellness industry. But as I've argued numerous times, there are many moving pieces of what really defines wellness. And if the focus is going to be individual wellness, which is so much behind this anti-mask and anti-vax rhetoric about the sovereign immune system, for example, it really misses the point of a holistic wellness, which means the collective, which means taking care of every member of the society in which you live in. And I also recognize that America is not a... (laughs) small society. It is very large, both in terms of landmass and population and diversity. And of course, we have to remember that America is an experiment. It was the first time, at least the principles of a place where people from every background and gender can commune together, having equal representation was made possible. And it took a long time from the founding, or if you're watching the HBO series, which I recommend, Exterminate All Brutes, (laughs) the colonization of this country took many centuries for at least the possibility of a equal playing ground being brought forward. So while I know we talk about wellness influencers often on this, if we don't grapple with the forthcoming effects of climate change, and in a country where there's been 45 mass shootings in the last month, much of it around aggression and aggrievement from societal conditions, and much of that rooted in race relations, if we don't face down those issues and actually create legislation to address it, to create better systems, to make resources more accessible to larger populations, then all of this wellness downline bullshit that we cover week after week it really is irrelevant and it really speaks to the privilege that a small minority of people are able to enjoy, often at the expense of the fears and misconceptions 
and ignorance of others, both in terms of politics and in terms of science. We featured Dax Devlon Ross on a very early episode, and he has a new book coming out soon, which will probably prompt another interview to sort of catch up in this year since we've last featured him. But he's one of my closest friends. In 2005, he got a book deal for a book that he wrote on African-Americans who live outside the box. And so from some of the money from that book deal, we created an independent publishing company and we published about 10 books between the two of us from, from that. And the book was called Beat of a Different Drum. The publishing company was called Outside the Box because it fit the dynamic and it gave us the funds for me to publish my first book on international music called Global Beat Fusion. We've lived in <laughs> parallel and often uh, worlds that cross because of our friendship that has now run many decades. And the reason that the Dante Wright story hit me particularly hard was because Dax and I collectively together experienced something similar that didn't end in tragedy, but had to do with a vanilla Rama air freshener. And this was in 2006. And I'm going to read the essay he wrote. We published together a collection of essays called A Staircase of Words. And that was based on a line from Ivan Van Sertima's book that we both read back in the day. We both studied under Ivan at Rutgers University. It was called They Came Before Columbus. And it was about the African influence on Mexico and North America before the colonizers came. It's, a, it's an incredible book. It's been debated, some of the research in it. But Ivan was by far the most powerful professor I studied under. And he talked about how language changed throughout time, the way that words evolve. And that was the staircase of words where language and meaning are always being adapted and suited, suiting different populations. So I wanted to share this essay at this time because it's, it's timeless in a sense. And that's unfortunate. You'll notice how Dax concludes it. And obviously he wrote it, but I'm going to read it. And he ends on a note of, with a note of hope. Um, but here we are 15 years later and you see that <laughs> these problems are systemic and multi-generational. And as Dax now has children, um, a beautiful little daughter and another on the way, you know, he's going to have to teach them how to deal with cops. If you watch Trevor Noah, he did a segment this week on the talk that African-American families have to have with their children. I highly recommend it. And so I think about Dax needing to have that talk at some point with his children. And it's inevitable. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe we can make some ground. Maybe we can make a little bit of headway here. But given that the far right caucus, including people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, is calling for literally putting forward an agenda of white nationalism that was announced this week, um, it, it's, it's going to take work. 
And again, that's why in a podcast dedicated to conspiracy theories and wellness influencers, I don't want to lose sight of the bigger picture. And it's why I do some segments sometimes that pull back from that and look at the bigger playing field that we all have to work within. And it's why I published this essay, republished, because the book is no longer in print. This is this predates Amazon and print on demand uh, that we published it. And, you know, we were a small independent publisher um, that only were able to put forward a few hundred copies of everything that we did. So I wanted to get this out there. I published it on my Substack uh, on Friday, and then I wanted to share it here. And it opens with a quote uh, from Preacher Man. So Dax also wrote a book with a with an underground hip hop artist named Creature that we were friends with back in New York. And Creature and Preacher Man, but especially Creature, sold thousands of copies of his CD of his music. His CDs, though, on the street, usually in the East Village, and that's where we both met him. So Dax ended up publishing a book called The Underground's Manifesto, which was sort of an oral history book. Uh, Dax and I were both influenced by Studs Terkel, if you don't know his work. Uh, he wrote a book called Working, and he's written many books on oral histories. And uh, this was sort of an oral history of what it's like to be a street artist who, who made a living and was raising kids off the money that he was hustling. Uh, and Preacher Man was in that crew. And he had a song called Negroes Stay Crunchy in Milk. And the quote that Dax opens the essay with is, I think you think that I've lost my mind. So I'm going to play a sample to lead into the essay. And then I'm going to play the whole song uh, at the end because it's just a great song. (laughs) It's very unique. Uh, And you can find some of Preacher Man's. There's two N's the end of his name, uh, stuff on Spotify and more on YouTube, but he's still an independent artist. We're still independent publishers. Although Dax's new book is on a, on a major publishing house, which is great, but here it is the 2006 essay, vanilla Rama, an outrageous tale of air fresheners, terror and racial profiling run amok. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I know I appear to be from a different ilk. Though many have judged me, Negroes stay crunchy in milk. Negroes stay, Negroes stay, Negroes stay, Negroes stay, Negroes stay, Negroes stay, Negroes stay. Man you've ever been 
treat me like a child I think you think that I lost my mind I think you think that I lost my mind I think you think that I've lost my mind in my tent of rain, nightly riders, coke and spirals, half a man did it from behind the mask, frontal weakness, shall we speak this, insecurity in the things that lack, though the obstacles are great, they can never Traveling through the 